Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we are watching The Vampire Diaries. Okay, so whose diary is it? Good question. The main <laughs> I character. That. I mean, yeah, probably it's the main character, Elena. Look, when I say I've read four or five of these books, that was like nine years ago. Okay. But it's the implication is the vampire keeps a diary because she is a teenage girl. Uh, he keeps a diary because she's a teenage girl? Uh, the vampire, she keeps a diary because she is a teenage girl. Okay. Um, the girl is not the vampire. Okay, but she keeps a diary about vampires? Okay, so it's a very, uh, I guess, traditional... Because um, before you said that she wasn't a vampire, I was gonna be like, oh, I wonder how she got turned or are her parents vampires or because <laughs> um, you never in a very know sometimes. traditional teen um romance direction it is a normal ass girl who falls in love with a vampire actually two vampires who are brothers like teen wolf yeah kind of kind of um yeah i've never seen teen wolf uh, me neither. Maybe that's something we'll have to do next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> next year it'll be, um, instead of Spooktober, it'll be the Monster Mash, and we'll watch all monster shows. So I just, like, googled the books just to see when they came out. How old were you when you read these books? Like... I was a freshman in high school. And is that the intended audience age, or...? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask you if it was like Animorphs or something. No, it did have like a whole lot of books. Um, but a lot of the books, at least that I had, um, mm-hmm. there were, they were like double books. So they were pretty thick. They were like Twilight thickness mm-hmm. um, instead of like Animorphs thickness. But... Oh. According to this Wikipedia page, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 books. 13 books. Okay. I was expecting more when you said that there was a lot, but you're right. That is a pretty decently sized series. Yeah, especially, like I said, it's not Animorph style where the books are like 70 pages long. They are like solid books each. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. These books came out in the early 90s, and I guess when I was um, going into high school is when the TV show started, and that's why it kind of picked up popularity again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on that note, there was a, a second series called Stefan's Diaries. Stefan is her vampire boyfriend. Um, that started coming out after the TV show came out. Okay. Um, Can you tell me more about it? <laughs> uh, well, I didn't read those. So, oh, I was almost uh, at first. I was like, "Oh, is it the exact same events, but from a different POV?" But then I was like, um, "No, that's not marketable enough." No, it's like a prequel since they're like older vampires. It's like oh, uh, now prequels. Like was prequels are marketable. <laughs> prequels are hella marketable. Hella marketable. Uh, um, but yeah. Uh, the author L.J. Smith only wrote like the first half of the books and the ghost writers ghost writers or just straight up another person but I so what I remember from these books is it's just like very every like everything you could think of that like a teenage girl would want in her supernatural romance Mm -hmm. it's in there there's like this new hot person and they like have their eye on her for whatever reason and she's mm-hmm. like secretly special but doesn't know it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's a lot yeah okay i've but that's you know what i was super into as a kid and i think a lot of kids can can relate and be super into like 
hey, I want to feel like I'm secretly special. I mean, is that not also like Harry Potter and Naruto and no, exactly. everything else, you know? Yeah, but the, 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 the stuff geared towards girls gets a lot more hate than the stuff geared towards boys, especially considering how many people are still incredibly in love with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the show, which is what we're going to be watching, right. had eight seasons uh, running from 2009 to 2017. You think they covered the events of all the books? I know for a fact that they divul- that they diverge pretty quickly because one of the main characters, like best friends, who is a super prominent character in the books, just to straight up not exist in the series. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, again, I don't remember a lot of the books other than like kind of the more dramatic stuff, but I'm not really expecting it to be similar. Okay, but... I still don't know what I'm in for, but I think I'm going to have fun. Okay. Do you have, tell me what you think is going to happen. So tell me what you think the main character is like. Oh gosh. Well. Hmm. Probably. Considering their audience, probably. Probably shy kind of unassuming has maybe like one or two good friends um uh and is not considered themselves attractive their whole life uh even though they definitely definitely are yeah did you say probably british bookish bookish okay i'm expecting sort of like the regular just sort of like fish out of water uh, and not a super popular kid thing, just to sort of like uh, be sort of a uh, relatable, and you can project onto them for the audience. I'm not expecting um, a lot of personality, but you know, from the main character specifically. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm taking in my. Um, I know it can't be worse than Twilight, but I feel like I'm still taking in my bias from my experience with that series. <laughs> That's fair. Um... I mean, it is, like, even though the book series came out way, way before Twilight did, the show came out after Twilight got popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely, I think, going to be some sort of interesting push and pull between, like, the changes they made to the show are probably going to be more in line with, like, Twilight-esque stuff. Okay, well, that doesn't bode well. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. We'll see. Do you want to go ahead and watch? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's hurry up and watch. <laughs> this is. I just want to say one thing. It is bound to be a million times more fun than the killing. <laughs> bon appetit. Why don't you start with like a a quick plot synopsis? Okay, so The Vampire Diaries is about a girl named Delena who... uh, Should I look at my notes for this? If you need to. Okay, I don't think I do. So Elena um, is dealing with uh, the grief of her parents dying in a car crash last year, uh, which... Leaves her when she's coming back to school and she's like, ah, it's all new I'm and everything. She also happens to fall in love with a vampire named Stefan. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah. Because, uh, you know, she, she yeah, hangs out in graveyards. Like... He hangs out in graveyards. They both have diaries. <laughs> they like sort of the same things. And they, they, they both think that, you know, they met each other and that they talked and that it was epic. You just kind of made it seem purposeful. Like, ah, she was gone because her parents died. And when she came back, she was like, I'm going to fall in love with a vampire. (laughs) No, not my intention. Um, I feel like it is connected, though, in a way, you know, like her parents die. And just as she's like, okay, I'm not going to wallow in the grief of death anymore. I'm going to come back and get into life again. Suddenly a, 
a dead man shows up for her to fall in love with. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I definitely feel like there's something there. I mean, yeah, like the show has the symbolism that it wants to have. But the main plot is actually centered around Stefan and his brother Demon. I'm sorry, I mean Damon. <laughs> uh, because Damon uh, loves to suck blood and uses cool powers, which are stronger because he sucks blood. Whereas meanwhile, uh, Stefan is sucking the blood out of squirrels and bunnies, maybe. Um, maybe. We don't see him do that, but supposedly he's eating something. Yeah. And his powers are weak. So... The main conflict of the story is Stefan trying to pretend to be a normal person and go to high school and court Elena, which feels very purposeful, like he came here to court her specifically, which I'm a little confused about, but that seems yeah. to be... The sh I think the show is like explicitly confusing on that point because he comes to high school, right? And he just happens to meet her. He like He didn't know who she was or what her name was, and she's around, but... After he meets her, every, every conversation he has with people who know he's a vampire, such as his brother Damon or his uh, nephew Zach, is all like, you're here for her specifically. And I'm like, no, they just met. I mean, maybe that's something that the TV show is changing from the books. Maybe. Maybe... Maybe it's something like after he met her, he's he's going to stay here for her specifically. But I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But the main conflict is that Stefan's brother uh, wants Stefan to be a vampire. And Stefan doesn't really want to. Uh, so because of their past history with this girl who looks just like Elena, uh, Catherine, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And them both dating her and this, like, fallout between them. Uh, he's mm -hmm. come back to make Stefan's life miserable and push him into being uh, a vampire. Yeah, so he, he, he basically just follows, Stamen follows Stefan around and, like, is just mean to him all the time. Mm -hmm. But his, his main goal is, is he wants to, he wants them to be blood drinking bros again. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to dunk on his little brother. <laughs> he just wants to he just wants to be close to his bro. Yeah. And that's the only thing they can bond over is drinking human blood. Damon uh he he sort of has to butt up against like the limits of the whole vampire secrecy thing because he doesn't want Stefan yet to basically like roll over and let himself get staked so he can't be like too overt and pushy right um he he doesn't he wants stefan to be a real vampire but he doesn't want stefan to like die a vampire hunter death mm -hmm. like he <laughs> like he's constantly like doing like fucked up shit like he in the first episode he steals Stefan's magic ring that lets him go out during the day and then just gives it back. And in the second episode, he hypnotizes a girl into being like, Stefan the vampire sucked my blood. And then he undoes it because Stefan is like, I would just let myself get staked. Uh, and then in the third episode, he tears out a guy's throat right in front because uh, after episode two, Stefan was like, nah, bullshit, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, Stefan was like, I think you, there's humanity left in you. And so he was like, well, fine, I'll rip out this dude's throat. And so I think it, but it, it just seems so much like acting out. Like, it doesn't, like you said, Damon doesn't want Stefan to, like, get hurt. He just, he has strange motives. If it wasn't for the murder and the he just undertone. Wants to mess with him. Yeah. If it wasn't for the murder and the undertones of sexual abuse, you know, I might, it might. <laughs> Uh, I might have any faith at all in Damon's humanity. Fair. Um, but you know, since in episode two and three, Stefan is, is debating Damon's humanity, you know, they're probably going to get there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you read the book, so you probably have a better idea of that than I do. I do. Um, but I want to go ahead and talk about just... It's super common 
especially like vampire romances Mm -hmm. for vampires who were turned as teenagers to continue acting like teenagers. Yeah. But it is still very uncomfortable as an adult to be like, this person is definitely, definitely an adult going after a teenager. Right. Like, there is a... Like, as long as the two people are, like, adults, like, if an adult and a vampire want to get together, that's fine. But vampires are they're constantly doing the, like, high school story of of a... vampire who appears to be 18 going after a teen right first of all they don't even appear teenage yeah but that's um, uh that's tv riverdale and stuff yeah um but just like i am not even that far away from my teenage years and i would never ever ever think of dating a teenager mm-hmm. not not even a 19 year old <laughs> like even like Scott Pilgrim dating Knives Chow is like a major bad look now that Disgusting. I'm this age, uh, right? So and Stefan and Damon, he said it's been 145 years, so they're that plus whatever age, whatever teenage they are, so they're at least 150, right? Which and 150 year old dates what 17 year old, 17 year old, yeah. And it's, it's not even, it's like, okay, I get that you look like a teenager, but can you not? Like, you know how it was to be a teen, and you're just gonna, like, I don't want to say take advantage of that, but, like, come on. This is kind of vaguely pedophilic, uh, and it's really yeah. gross. But, like, a lot of vampire media is, like, vaguely pedophilic, and it's just weird that we're kind of in a culture right now that it's cool as long as it's an older dude and a younger girl. Mm, yeah. Because <sighs> I feel, I get the feeling that if, like, if it was, like, an older female vampire, like, hanging out at a high school, that, like, everyone would be, like, kind of tag her as, like, a seductress. Mm. Not that I've ever seen that ever play out in a show that it was an older female vampire going after teenage boys but i feel like it wouldn't be i feel like it wouldn't be played out as romantically as it does here yeah that would definitely be um uh, darker (laughs) but it it shouldn't be considered darker than what we're watching you know uh there just seems to be this sort of like uh this sort of acceptance of like oh well if the vampire was turned at 17 then you're forced into the arrested development of never being older than 17 right oh but you the assumption is that uh, they are mentally 17 and they super aren't yeah because oh you get to be a 17 year old oh except that you get to like show up your history teacher and how you know everything and he doesn't oh yeah i'm so at the end of the third episode so there's the history teacher is a huge jackass and he loves um, making teenagers feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no wonder nobody ever speaks up in his classes. Right, because no one wants to be told they're a piece of shit. Because <laughs> uh, every scene he's teaching history, he's trying to get somebody to, you know, give whatever date of whatever historical event, and no one wants to say anything. So he just picks on the main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, I mean, he mostly is picking on the main characters because they're always just blatantly ignoring his lesson and talking to each other. I mean, that too. So like, it's very, there is like a reason just he's not picking on them arbitrarily because they're the main characters. Um, But also, he's also the football coach because that's how high school is. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's a dick there too. Uh, So at the end of the the third episode, um, that guy is the guy who Damon was like oh, you want to see how human I am? And he rips that guy's throat out. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's like, he's actually dead. <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy type thing. Right, right. Like, of of all the characters, I'm okay with being escorted out in the third episode. His character, I'm super okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just doesn't, like, his character doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know why his character feels like being arrogant all the time. I mean, he is just sort of a, 
you know, it's a it's one thing to be like, yeah, people who are really that petty and disgusting exist, but it's another thing to just have that sort of one dimensional person uh, on TV and just be repugnant. Right. He doesn't really have any any other traits other than and and the times that Stefan shows him up is when the history teacher gets something wrong and i'm like someone that arrogant wouldn't get something like that wrong oh well, i don't know about that but it, regardless the scenes are pretty embarrassing to watch and then everyone claps <laughs> yeah it's very much going for that oh. that was i i was kind of hoping they would go for a different trope there so in the third episode um stefan the history teacher is just like throwing out rapid fire historical events and having Stefan name the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says the Korean war and Stefan says 1950 to 53. And he goes, ha it was 52. I beat you. Uh, and then they looked it up and it was like, no, it was actually 53. I was hoping they were going to go for the trope of like in the history books, it says 52, but he was there and the fighting actually went on, you know, a few weeks longer than, you know. So were you, did you, were you appreciative of the fact that no, it was, no, everybody can just look up it on Google. So he's not just immediately giving away that he's a vampire because they have real problems with, uh, <laughs> they've never learned how to blend in basically is how they act Vampires? all the time in everything don't know what the fuck they're doing as far as blending into society seriously they're worse than but superheroes at the whole secret identity thing i would have preferred i would have preferred the trope of he was wrong because he was there than he was actually correct and the history teacher for whatever reason was wrong mm-hmm. like i don't know that that whole scene was very very awkward awkwardly written so you would have appreciated if it had had an effect on anyone in the cast yeah if anything had (laughs) made any difference how did you know that that is a clue that's going to tip me off that you're a vampire later instead of and everybody clapped or even like even if he just thought hey i did make this teenager slip up and that makes me even more arrogant because i am the teacher okay you know it it would have fed into his ego more Uh, honestly i don't know i don't think i it was weird. Speaking of, though, speaking of superheroes not being able to blend into society, fucking Stefan looks 100% like a casting for Superman. Yeah, or Batman. Like, like if Smallville was coming out, which I think it was actually when this started, Smallville was like on its last season when this started, mm. um, they would have cast him for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, he's very like square jaw, dark haired. Uh, and now he plays football, so he's that all-American. Yeah, he's a perfect little picture. <laughs> uh. So that's why, like, so Elena sees him get cut with, with, like, a glass bottle, and he's immediately healed. I'm like, at that point, my first thought wouldn't be vampire. My first thought would be Superman. <laughs> ah, super- <laughs> yeah, I want to see that version of the scene. You're, uh, say it. A superhero. Oh, Mm, oh her uh, sure um, yeah that you know what let's go with that <laughs> I, I i would like to see that a vampire live in their life uh, uh starts getting like found out has to pretend to be a superhero and keep the fact that they're actually a vampire secret from their superhero <laughs> right. support team <laughs> right and people like people are like no you need a costume and they're like trying to get him to be and he's like, how about, you know, this with the black and the cape? And it's like, what, are you going for Batman? No, you need to wear red, blue, and yellow. <laughs> right, exactly. What are you, goth? <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, oh, man. Anyways, let's get off of anyway, the- Anyway, I want to watch that show. Let's get off of our movie pitch corner, our, our, our <laughs> show pitch corner that we occasionally get into when we do this uh, and get back into what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Um <laughs> Uh, here's a funny fact. Uh, when I went into this, uh, there and there were some like voiceovers, but I was expecting the like writing in the diary thing to be way more important and like bookend the show uh, episodes. I mean, that's fair. I was expecting that to be like a thing as part of the formula, where it's like, and now I write in the vampire diaries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a thing because. Stefan and Elena both keep diaries and mm-hmm. and every now and then they'll 
it'll it'll go into them voicing what they're writing, which is just like their inner monologue and thoughts and stuff. But I guess that was just um, made more sense when it was a book. Yeah. I can't remember if the book was in diary format. Mm. I don't think it was. Yeah, that sounds hard to write. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But but I mean, it's it's less of a, a plot device and just more of a in case you weren't aware, this is how our protags feel. Yeah. Just, <laughs> which, uh, even still, getting the, like, little window uh, in, uh, usually what a mecha- what a, what a, what that is helpful for in the formula uh, is to help you get into their head to, to, like, see their, like, thought process. I still don't understand their thought processes of how they fell for each other. Yeah, it's just... So I think the one scene that would have been incredibly helpful to include that for some reason they didn't (laughs) is in episode two, he goes to her house. First of all, apparently no one but her lives in that house, even though she's got an aunt and a little brother. Mm -hmm. Because every any time somebody goes to her house, it's just her there. (laughs) (laughs) Because teen drama, I guess. I guess they're just Um, always out for work and drugs. Yeah. So he goes to her house. And the next scene is like, and we stayed up talking all night. <laughs> we really bonded off screen. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't you show that? Like, I know you wanted to just go ahead and get into the romance shit because this show is not a will they, won't they? This is a romance. Mm. But like, you could have shown them falling in love with each other. At all. Like, what the fuck? Oh, well. <laughs> That's, I just... Of all the scenes to not show, they could have even done like a montage of him, like just like them, like sitting on the floor and having a snack and like laughing with each other and like getting into some deep problems that they both have. Like anything, anything other than, and we talked. It's fine. About what? No, we just talked all night. You didn't bone? No, we just talked a long time and it was epic. <laughs> yeah, your friends <laughs> like to talk about the boning. Um, it's okay, Kalina. It's only the main romantic relationship that the show is entirely circling around. <laughs> it's only the core of the show. It's only the important one. It's only the single most significant aspect of this entire narrative. They just really, really, really wanted to get into them dating already. Yeah. So that she could figure out he's a vampire sooner. I mean, I suppose. I mean, they don't go into this knowing that they're going to get six seasons or whatever. Yeah, um, but the books were pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure they expected not to be canceled after first season. Would- Though everything kind of, every first season that I've ever seen kind of operates under the assumption that it's their only season. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it ends in a cliffhanger, it's always like, well, we want to have some sort of conclusion here just in case. Mm. Which I guess is a good is better than not. Yeah, so. <clears throat> these novels came out early 90s early 90s so definitely way before twilight um yeah twilight came out uh 2008-ish 2008-ish the uh, twilight books came out right before this show started mm. so the twilight books kind of revived the whole teen vampire romance genre and then I guess somebody was like, oh, hey, those books from when I was a kid and decided to make it into a show. <laughs> so it does kind of like Twilight, I think, borrowed a lot from the Vampire Diaries, but the Vampire Diaries show in turn borrows some from the from Twilight's success. Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, it's from the 90s. So it's a little bit, um, they didn't do a lot to modernize and update it. They didn't throw in a lot of twists. No. Um it's very it's it's a little dated it it's it's so funny because Bonnie gives um Stefan Elena's phone number and email mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's I think the most nineties thing you could tell they for the show they added phone number because at this point everybody has cell phones, mm-hmm. but probably in the books it was legit like here's her email like go message her right <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, everything else feels kind of more 
like, honestly, the show should have just taken place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, they shouldn't have tried to put it in, in a 2010 setting. But nobody wants to have to put modern actors in that 90s fashion anymore. <laughs> I guess. I mean, now the 90s are coming back, so <sighs> they just had to wait a bit. Are they? Because everybody's always saying that the 90s are coming back, but I've never felt that they actually returned. <laughs> Isn't there a show coming out called the 90s? Oh, man. Anyways... Anyways, um, yeah. Did, sorry, I feel like you had a point you were going towards that I kind of de- derailed. Oh uh, well, they didn't change a lot, but I am aware that the like basically the like book cast was like all white. Right. So that when I was um, talking about them not changing things or modernizing things much, they. They went the extra 50 miles of adding a single black character. A single black character. And she's not even, not that, not that she's like less black or whatever, but she's not dark skinned and she's got, like, she looks mixed. She's got green eyes. She's got not very curly hair. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. They added, they, they don't even show like her family. Like she talks about her grandma all the time, but you never see her. Mm-hmm. So, and and you said you felt kind of weird that they, that Bonnie was the character. They decided to, to make a person of color because she's the one who's a psychic. Yeah, she's the psychic slash the Salem witch the, descendant slash the sort of like the, uh, sort of like the, the magical secondary character friend who, whose right. magic to, to, like instincts help out the like white main character. Well, and I was going to say, it's it's also kind of a, the fact that she is a witch is kind of evidence that this world isn't only inhabited by vampires. Oh, yeah, I would. So I kind of, I kind of like that because, you know, in Twilight type stuff, it's like, oh, there's vampires and werewolves and other people who have like shapeshifty stuff. But in this one, it's like, oh, no, there's like magic magic. Mm. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- one one of the things that like was uh i don't know if it bothered me but it stood out to me was when stefan was like oh the comet is just ice in space it's not a harbinger of doom like dude you are a vampire <laughs> at that point you should believe in everything <laughs> right like you know magic you know magic stop this like you should you believe have a magic it ring. like if you're a vampire are, do you stop do you start being like okay but bigfoot's not real right I know, um, but as far as what was the the super best friends term for it? What the like magical black mentor or whatever? That's not a super best friends thing. That's a trope I, thing. I know, but they like they named it in in their stuff. They like name the trope. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean they they made up the name. I mean they say the name, and I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of. I agree that it's kind of uh, uncool that the one non-white character they brought in is is exactly that trope. Yeah. And the only other thing, like, I explicitly remember in the books Elena was blonde. And so, like, Nina Dobrev is not American and she's not blonde, but she's still... I To be fair, I don't know if she's POC, but I'm pretty sure she's just, like, European white. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they tried to make her... I am all for updating, just changing characters who were white into black characters. I'm all for that. It's fine. We have, especially in franchises where we have, like, a surplus of white characters. Uh, <laughs> like, seriously, just just make... Just do it. Just do okay. it. Okay, um, but, but they only changed the one character. Like, again... Yeah, that's Atlanta, my problem. The only thing that's... The only thing that's different about Elena is really her hair color. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and everyone else is still like a shitty white person. Yeah, specifically, only changing one character and who specifically they chose to change uh, just just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It it feels very um, like they did it to say that they had you know a non-white character, mm-hmm. not like for any real reason. Yeah. So that our main character can have her 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 mystic black woman 
to like give her the psychic signs. Right. It's not like they actually give a shit about diversity. They just want to say that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, is um, the place really called Mystic Falls? The setting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. I'm. I'm out. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a thing in the book of like Mystic Falls being a place of like ley lines and like the the thin veil between worlds type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't super remember, but it it all falls under the like magical stuff. Oh man, actually, you want to know uh, another thing that really make that really another trope that's like really old. Yeah. The oh, she looks just like an old timey woman. <laughs> an old timey woman. You have the exact same face as the woman from a hundred years ago. Literally, exactly <laughs> the same, down to the last exactly detail. The same. Well, we don't have to get a second actress if they're di- if they're the same. Just. We've seen this so many times in so many genres, and it is extremely <laughs> tiresome. Well, and like, and it's so funny because uh, I don't know that it was as cliche when the books came out, but when they made the show, it was definitely, definitely a thing, and they stuck with it anyway. Mm-hmm. The other, the one that like I'm really relating it to right now is Inuyasha, <laughs> and I don't know if if you remember anything about Inuyasha? Of course I don't. Because <laughs> I only made you watch the first few episodes. Yeah, um, at gunpoint. But there's, there's, there's Inuyasha, who's like the ancient uh, demon boy, and there's Kagome, who is the modern high school girl, and then there's Kikyo, which is like Inuyasha's ex-lover who looks a lot like Kagome. <laughs> yeah, it's always the girl. Who looks exactly like the previous girl. And now I'm going to fall in love with now, you. Yeah, now I'm in love with you. Because because you look like someone I loved before. Yeah, I'm just going to... I'm just going to project all my old feelings onto this new exactly same face. And it's fine. There's nothing right. wrong and with this. I feel like... You know, throughout the expanse of time... There is a possibility that people... You know, look alike or... Like the Keanu, like the Keanu Reeves, like oil paintings from the 16th century. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. I like. I believe that people that the same face pops up sometimes, but I don't believe that like if there was an immortal, they would know the two people who had the same face, and they would fall in love with both of them. Yeah, I don't think that like a a doppelganger esque situation can crop up throughout history. You know, with enough distance, but um. Uh, it's just, I feel like I've never seen this trope actually, like, approached in a critical way by a show. Where it's like, yeah, that's, they're not the same person at all, and you're not going to fall in love the same way. Well, and I was gonna say, that's also a very, like, when that trope does pop up, the person, the second person around is always got that, I'm not that person. In the second episode, Elena goes to Stefan and she like deduces that Stefan also loved Catherine. And she says, I'm not Catherine. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even know that you look like her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's called dramatic irony, though. Yeah, but it's there's always f- for tropes like that. There's always like the second person has to prove that they are a different person. <laughs> it's like, no, it, that should be evident. It's these guys who are weird. Right. <sighs> yeah. But uh, um, it's always then, like a kind of like a, it always feels like a destiny thing or a yeah, reincarnation so, thing. So like the whole plot is very like, just like teenager high school vampire drama. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the very weird Elena's little brother side plot. Oh yeah. Which feels very unrelated. It feels very much like it belongs in a different kind of show about teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those shows about, like, uh, the the problems that teenagers can get the, can get into, and it feels like it belongs in a heavier show. What, like the C... It starts with the C... CW? No, the... What's it called? I have no idea what you're getting at right now. Degrassi. Uh, yeah, I could see... I could see his subplot in Degrassi. So there's her little brother, Jeremy, and he, over the summer, was seeing Elena's boyfriend's younger sister, who is still older than him. Mm-hmm. And they, like, 
boned. And he was, like, giving her drugs, because apparently he, like, deals drugs after his parents died. Um, Mm -hmm. He, like, deals pills or whatever. But she is really into this other dude who's a total jerkwad, and Jeremy just wants to fight him. And they yell at each other a lot about fighting before they actually do it. (laughs) And then Jeremy's like, I'm gonna cut you with a bottle. Right. And so Jeremy's whole thing is, like, being on drugs and wanting to be with a girl who doesn't want to be with you. And and none of it fits. (laughs) And this is definitely 100% written for the show. Oh, okay. Like, I don't remember shit about Jeremy from the books. I mean, it could just be that you don't remember because you haven't read it in a while and you didn't like that part. Or it could be that I don't remember because his story was never relevant because all the books were about Elena. Absolutely. I don't know why they would (laughs) add it, though. And it seems like unless they're like, oh, this will be good for our ratings, that they don't change anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, like, they added a whole weird, like, extra teenager plot that doesn't really fit into the whole supernatural romance genre. Yeah. Jeremy's always making himself look bad, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Jeremy's kind of a shitty teen. To be honest, uh, even though he is, like, uh, a horrible person, you know, it's the same thing where it's like, obviously I'm not condoning anything he does, but Damon is my favorite character. Is it because he's Boone? No, it's not because he's Boone. He is my favorite character because he's the only one who is performing to the hamminess of the actual plot. Oh, hell yeah. Also, like, I didn't watch a lot of Lost, but I, I think it it's um, credits to Ian Summerholder, the actor, like mega creds to him that he can play this character so well along his, like, his goofy incompetent lost character. Mm-hmm. You know, I think like, you know, it's range, right? He's, he's very good at being a villain here. Yeah. Oh, oh, Boone. Oh, Boone. Tragic, tragic Boone. <laughs> Does Boone die? Oh yeah. Boone dies. Wait, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully it's okay. Lost has been out forever. Lost has been out for a long time. Uh, <laughs> I he he dies in like season one though. Okay, well, it may it anyway. might have had something to do with the Vampire Diaries why he got written off of Lost. I'm not sure. Oh, that's true because he, well, no, Lost was kind of in its later seasons when Vampire Diaries started. Mm, okay, never mind. So maybe he was already out. But anyway, he he does a really good job here. I think you're. Like, his character isn't my favorite, but I think his actor is definitely. Yeah. I think maybe it's a third show that I'm thinking of. He was in some kind of, like, uh, like a, like a girls, like, sitcom type show. Probably. <laughs> Anyways, so, <laughs> Stefan and Damon are creepy adults, though. They're creepy adults. Damon is incredibly creepy. Oh, yeah. He's doing a very good job. Because <laughs> um, he he very explicitly is like, I can do whatever I want to humans. Like, they mean nothing. Like, I'm just going to hypnotize everyone into doing what I want them to do. Very not great. No, he's a horrible person. But he's a hammy villain, and he's definitely... He is on the right tone for this show that nobody else is on. Yeah, everyone else is is being super dramatic, and he's just very much like, I'm a shitty villain. Yeah. <laughs> he's extremely <laughs> he's extremely bitter and ready to ruin Stefan's life. He puts the ire in vampire. <laughs> as far as actual characters go, do you do you like any of them? Not really. Not really. I mean, Damon is an actual character, but the others are not. I, I mean, me. like, do you have a favorite character? Okay, if, I guess other than Damon. My favorite character, other than Damon. Damon doesn't, because we we like Damon's actor, I think, and his like his chops more than the character himself. Yeah, I like his performance, not his 
Yeah. Not how much of a huge creep he is, of course. Everyone else is kind of blah. Mm -hmm. Matt um, gets better at the end. So Matt's shitty friend is just like the hugest piece of shit. Like he's starting fights and he's being shitty to girls and stuff like that. Um, I've been there. You tolerate your shitty friend because you've just been friends for like a really long time. And when you're in high school or, or junior high, you're like, well, we've been friends forever. So I have to, I'm stuck with him. But it's like, you're not. Which is actually something Elena says about Caroline, which is like, Caroline's literally never nice to you. Why are you still defending her as like a friend? But, um, so like Matt just kind of lets his friend Ty be, be shitty to his own sister. Mm -hmm. And then like, finally in the episode three, he's like sick of it. And that's that's a good Matt moment. I mean, he seemed more outraged by him picking a fight with Jeremy than he did a treatment of his sister. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just kind of like all all together. Like it just kind of culminated in that moment of him like actually getting into a fight over his sister. And he was like, you need to stop, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, my favorite characters besides Damon are mm-hmm. Elena's aunt and uh, <laughs> she does her best. Zach, I want to know more about Zach and his I... teenage uncle. <laughs> Zach only shows up for like a minute and a half, but I want to know more. I'm about already him. infinitely intrigued by this. I'm infinitely more intrigued than I am in Jeremy's plot. Uh, I'm more intrigued by the whole reverse uncle bullshit going on there. <laughs> it's like right because. Stefan tells everybody that he's living with his uncle Zach in like their family mansion or whatever, uh-huh. but he's actually Zach's uncle, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense considering he's 150 years old, unless it's like a great, 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 great uncle situation. Yeah. Hmm. It could either be... No, he's probably not a vampire, Um. so he must be a human. No, he seems like a normal... Like a normal human. He's probably a grunkle. But he knows... He know Zach, like, knows what's up. Yeah, and he seems like he should be more around and even more outraged. He, seems like, he should, seems like he should be more present, considering, like, in the first episode, he sees the article about people getting, quote-unquote, like, ripped apart by animals, and he knows that that's, like, a vampire thing. And he's like... You you guys need to chill. But when two people get explicitly bitten on the necks, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, like he really seems like he should be more involved in the plot than he is. So that's a problem. Yeah, I want I want Zach to be more around, but I'm I'm under the assumption that he's basically just going to disappear from the plot. Blah. No. <laughs> Why write a character with a a weird reverse? relationship with a vampire where they 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 they're like reverse He's a uncle. Reverse uncle. <laughs> Why do that <laughs> if you're not going to explore that at all? I I don't know, just to explain away his guardian situation to the school. Dumb. It's weird. It's weird. But um yeah, I agree. Zach is an intriguing character. <sighs> okay. <sighs> is there anything else in particular you want to talk about? Nah, do you have a rating? Um, hmm. Not, not that. It's not, I'm going to go ahead and say this, definitely not savory, and most likely not going to fit into the sweet or spicy ratings either. Um, yeah, I was going to go with sour, I think. Hmm. Like, it's not entirely awful to watch it's not bitter like some yeah sometimes teen dramas can just be like stupid and fun though this one is a little more stupid than fun you liked the (laughs) books didn't you but yeah it's it's there's a little bit of nostalgia there i just feel like if they were gonna go for the books they should have gone whole ham on it Mm -hmm. and they only kind of went for it the only reason i think that i briefly would even like consider putting them at the like the bottom of the spicy or the sweet rating uh depending on how we felt about it was probably just due to the whole hey boone and also 
Well, at least it isn't Twilight. <laughs> you like you like Ian Summerholder. Mm-hmm. And I uh just ugh ugh. For those of you out there who have thankfully abstained from Twilight, it is worse than its reputation, uh, which is hard to believe, but is true. So this is definitely, uh, by comparison, like really, really excels. So, um, uh, it's the closest like touchstone that I have. Um, that's fair. Comparing it to Twilight, it's not that bad. But that's setting quite a low bar to step over. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go for Sour because I feel like definitely if they had just either decided to fully modernize it or decided to uh, go 100% with what the books were, it could have been better. But they kind of struck a weird middle ground. They didn't commit to the bit. You got to commit to the yeah. bit. <laughs> exactly. So are you going to go there also? Yeah, I'll back you up. <laughs> All right. Um what are we watching next week? Uh it's your it's your pick next week. It's my pick next week and that pick was Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we're not doing that episode alone though, are we? We're not doing that episode alone. We are doing that episode with David and Diana from the Macintosh and Mod podcasts. Um the one specifically that we're going to be on with them is Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, um, which is their uh, watch podcast of stuff they should have seen but haven't. And uh, what I have not seen is uh, Scream 2. Scream 2. Um, I'm really excited because I like the Scream movies. Mm-hmm. Sean doesn't. No, it's nothing <laughs> personal to Scream. I'm sure that it's a fine horror movie franchise. Uh, it's just my adverseness or whatever my aversion to the entire horror movie genre uh so no no, there's nothing personal about it but yeah i'm excited for that and i'm also really excited for castle rock since it's stephen king themed Mm. um so yeah look forward to that message out there to all y'all vampire lovers vampires could be much more interesting. <laughs> there you go. Remember, if you ever have a vampire problem, you can call your local animal control center. It's a front. Bye. Bye.